Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Houston Lacrosse Project podcast. Uh, I felt the need to maybe have a quick standalone introduction before we really got into each of the individual episodes of this podcast to maybe explain what I'm hoping to achieve and give you a little context uh, from my background and maybe how that's going to color how I approach uh, this podcast. So the idea behind this podcast is to really step back and assess the, the health of the, and the state of lacrosse in the greater Houston area. Um, I've been involved in Houston lacrosse for, I think, a little over 11 years now in a, in a, in a lot of different capacities. Um, and I, I feel like I have enough, enough perspective and experience and know enough people at this point to step back and perform an honest assessment of the sport here locally. Um, I'm going to try real hard during the course of this podcast to not allow my bias uh, to seep through too much during these discussions because I'm looking for legitimate answers. Um, I think anybody who knows me knows I, I have a, a bit of a bias as it comes, uh, as it relates to this, this topic. Um, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic about the, uh, the state of the sport here in the Houston area right now. I think there's a lot of marketing that goes on just in general about, you know, how quickly the sport is growing, how much it's growing. Um, and I, I just don't think that's the case. Um, but having said that, I'm, I'm going to try real hard not to let that bias seep through uh, during the course of this project. And maybe at the end, uh, if, if my opinions aren't clear already by then, uh, if anybody's interested, maybe have an episode where I just kind of express my opinions uh, about about where we stand. My idea, my idea here is to grab, you know, a dozen people, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple more uh, folks in the local lacrosse scene that have experience that cuts across multiple aspects of the local lacrosse scene. And what I mean by that is folks who played and coached maybe folks who coached and officiated, parents who moved from being just a parent into an administrative position with a team or an organization, and then maybe cut into coaching as well. I'm looking for folks that have potentially been around a while and also have that experience that cuts across you know, multiple aspects of the sport. I think those are really interesting perspectives, um, especially if they've got you know, six, eight, 10 years of experience, because I think that's valuable um, during the during this discussion, because it's a very new sport, relatively speaking, in the Houston area. Uh, when growth did occur, it occurred very quickly. Uh, and and I, I think there's some valuable perspectives there. A little bit about my background. Um, like I said, I, I started in the, in the local lacrosse scene probably about 11 years ago, give or take. Um, during the course of that 11 years, I've, I've founded leagues. Um, I founded Friends with Youth Lacrosse, which during its initial uh, couple years was actually a, a standalone, standalone league that serviced boys and eventually girls uh, in Friendswood. Um, so I actually stood up that league, uh, administered that, organized that for a couple years. Um, I, I believe I spent four years in leadership positions with Greater Houston Youth Lacrosse. So GHYLA, or Greater Houston Youth Lacrosse, is the governing organization for youth lacrosse in the Greater Houston area. 
I believe I spent one term as the president and three terms as a vice president, either of fifth and sixth graders or seventh and eighth graders. Uh, I think that's accurate. It may have been two terms as vice president, but I think it was three terms as vice president. So again, that's a you know significant league. That's the, the that's the at the time right was it was this the governing body for youth lacrosse in the greater Houston area. Uh, so a really interesting perspective from that role. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of different approaches from different organizations, what worked, what didn't. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed my time <laughs> as much as you can as the administrator of GHYLA. Um, lots, of, uh, lots of good stories there. And you're going to hear that discussion about GHYLA come up a lot. I suspect during some of these interviews, um, which will be good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to get folks' current perspectives on how we administer the sport here locally at the youth level. So in addition to Friends with Youth Lacrosse and GHYLA, um, I also founded the high school team at Cywoods High School. Uh, my son changed high schools during his career and moved to Cywoods High School uh, when he made that move to Cywoods. High school, they did not have a team there, um, so we spun up a team there, and he he finished out his high school career playing for Cywoods High School. So lots of different challenges, a whole new set of challenges there, separate from separate and different from how we administer youth lacrosse here in the Houston area. You know, as everybody knows here, lacrosse is not a school a sanctioned school sport in Texas, um, so there's lots of challenges there with respect to you know, coaches, field space, and lights, right? Those, those are the big challenges for anybody trying to organize, especially high school across uh, in the greater Houston area. So I think there'll be a lot of interesting discussion at the high school level. I think there are a lot of teams that have approached organizing the high school teams a little differently, specifically around their relationship with their school districts and their coaches at the local high schools. Lots of different experiences there, some successful, some not. And I think there'll be some really good discussions there. Um, I've also served in a couple different volunteer capacities, uh, some some bigger than others, right? I volunteered for the Sevens for Sevens tournament. Um, I'm, I'm guessing three or four times, maybe. Maybe more. I'm not real sure about that. Uh, the Sevens for Sevens tournament, uh, it's a great charity tournament. Uh, raises awareness for uh, for mental health. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a terrific event. Um, the the Lintners have done a great job with that. Um, they, they drive that tournament every year. I enjoy whatever role, how no matter how how small I can play there, because I think it's an important tournament. And the and the and the Lintners are are, are good people. Um, the uh, the last perspective from my experience that I'd probably draw out and point out for you guys. Uh, the Houston Outlaws, I spent some time both as the kind of the president and administrator of the Houston Outlaws and as a coach for the Houston Outlaws. I coached uh, fifth and sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade, I think, for the Outlaws. Performed roles as a, as a head coach for them, uh, as well as just a, a defensive coordinator, which is always my focus is defense. Um, that was an interesting stint with the Outlaws. 
due simply to the fact that it was the first time I was involved in the administration of a team and the coaching of a team that my son wasn't involved in. Super nice. It's always fun to perform administrative functions or coaching functions for organizations that you don't have a kid kid on. Um, uh, it's 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 great. Uh, you know, when, when when you've got a kid right on a team, that can be special, right? Because you have the opportunity, obviously, to to coach your kid and spend time with your kid. But there's also a lot of uh, a lot of pressure, whether it's from other parents, right? Uh, and the and the, the accusations of of daddy ball or the pressure at home, uh, which is always, hey, you're, you're treating your kid differently, right? Um, so uh, I, I have no doubt I'll draw on my uh, my experience with the outlaws during these discussions as well. Um, so that's that's a that's a bit of my background. Um, what I'm doing currently. So I've been involved. Uh, for the last two seasons as the defensive coordinator and assistant coach for the Magnolia High School team. Um, over the course of the last two or three years, I've, I've also coached high school teams in the offseason. I've coached for uh, Legacy Lacrosse for a couple years in the offseason. Uh, I'm now currently working with 3D in the offseason. Uh, I've been coaching their 23s uh, for the last year or so, the 2023 teams. Uh, functioning as a, a head coach and also as as, as a defensive coordinator uh, for them, um, I, I enjoy that role. I, I enjoy bringing focus to the defensive aspects of the game uh, wherever I go. I try really hard to to <laughs> I try real hard to to give the idea. To folks that I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant about offense, and I do that intentionally because I really want to focus on defense. There's not enough defensive coaching here locally. Um, so wherever I go, I try to bring a focus to defense. Um, I think that, that covers everything I wanted to cover as, a, as, as an introduction to this podcast. Uh, I think there's going to be some really interesting people um, that we talk to. There's going to be some names that people recognize and some names that people just straight up don't recognize. But all these people that I've, that I've got on my, my list here um, are really interesting people as it relates to local lacrosse. And I think they meet the criteria that I laid out earlier. Some of these people I don't know. Um, some of these people I've, you know, I've bumped into here and there and, and, and don't necessarily know them real well. Um, some folks, like the first couple of folks we'll be interviewing, I actually know really well, um, you know, which is good and bad. You know, again, I think my biases may seep through, especially when I'm, when I'm, I'm talking to somebody I'm comfortable with, right? And what I don't want to do is pick people I'm comfortable with that necessarily share my same outlook or same opinion, right? The idea here is to give a really honest assessment of the sport here locally. Um, so hopefully you find this valuable. Um, a couple other notes, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot of this, a lot of the technical aspects of podcasting in real time. So I have no doubt we're going to bump into technical issues where there's, you know, maybe the quality on a, a particular interview, the sound quality isn't great, right? Or there's some snafu with me getting this published to, 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 to one of the other platforms, right? Um, I have no doubt that's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm learning this stuff in real time. So you're just going to have to bear with me. But, but ultimately, 
you know, what I want to achieve is 12 or 15 episodes to assess the sport. This isn't something where we're going to talk about a bunch of X's and O's. That's not the intention. The intention is not to carry this, carry this on for, you know, indefinitely in the future uh, and make this a platform for, for, for me and my personality or, or my agenda. This is a, this is a, a dozen or so episodes, again, not to be repetitive, to assess the state of the sport locally. Um, and when I, when I wrap that up, I'll be done with it and, uh, we'll, we'll package this up for posterity, make it available. And if somebody finds it useful in the future, terrific. I think that would be awesome. Um, anyway, so that's where we're headed. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's going to participate and listen to this. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can hit me up on, on Twitter. Um, you can reach me at, at geriatric laxer. On Twitter, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me, honestly. Um, thanks again, and I hope you enjoy what we're trying to do.